Hey, New Vision family. My name is Keely Mascarina, and I am the Discipleship Associate here at New Vision. We are continuing our podcast series through the book of Mark. Um, Dixie did a great job yesterday setting us up for today. So we're picking up um, in Mark chapter 9, verses 42 through 50, and I'll be reading from the NIV. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with each other. So here Jesus is basically talking about um, just sin and um, not being a hindrance to those who are maybe younger than us or younger in their faith or newer in their faith. And so if you look up the definition of stumble or the stum- a stumbling block, um, I compiled just a couple different things from Google and just different resources from the internet about stumbling. And it says a stumbling block could be anything that stands between a person in God, or it, it could be an evil enticement that robs a person of steadfast walk with God. And so um, it, in verse 42, it starts out with, if anyone causes one of these little ones, referring to maybe a child, or those who believe in me to stumble, so a child or maybe someone newer in their faith, if we if they cause them to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. And so Jesus is obviously against being a part of any part of causing someone else to stumble in their faith or um, to crush their spirit or to criticize them. And so we as believers have an obligation to nurture and encourage other believers and people who are newer in their faith and younger than us. And so I love that. Um it's just a charge to to be encouraging, and um, you if you've fully experienced the love of God and His freedom, and the gospel has transformed your heart, then don't be any part of causing someone else to stumble or um, prevent, put something in the way uh, or get in the way of them and God. And so, if anything. Um, do the opposite and just encourage them as they walk with the Lord and uh, get to know Him better. Um, So if you look up the definition of sin or waywardness, um, sin is an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. So some examples of common sins that um, maybe... You know, I think we all can struggle with to an extent, um, some more so than others, or 
lust, pride, gluttony, envy, greed, stealing, lie, laziness. Um, the list goes on. But so those are some examples of sin. So we're we're transitioning to verses forty three to forty eight, and um, it's you know it obviously it says you know it's better to cut your foot off or cut your hand off or pluck your eye out, and to it's better to be crippled than to enter into hell where there's fire and um, just misery. And so Jesus is saying, get rid of sin. And so he's not physically saying, cut your body parts off, but examine your heart. What, um, what is in your heart that is causing you to seek out things that are ungodly, unholy? And so um, I think that this is a, you know, maybe a time where we pause and we say, you know, what, you know, is there something in my life that takes the rightful, rightful place of God um, that, that we desire more so than our relationship with Him? Is there something that is consuming our hearts and our minds um, and taking away from the, the beautiful relationship that God desires with us? And so I love that the heart of God is to encourage people to remove those things from our lives so that we can fully experience his freedom and his joy. You know, he's not saying, um, or well, better yet, I love going back to the heart of God. His, the heart of God is for us to live a pure life and to seek holiness, not because he's, um, a mean God, but because he loves us and he is, he is just, he's for us and he, he sees, and he knows what the the fullness of a relationship with him can do and and what it can do for other people and so he desires for that sin to be removed from our lives and for us to fully experience his freedom and joy and while you're like well you know that that sounds painful to stop using abusing medications or to stop lustful actions or to um, break away from a current affair or um, to get out of a cycle of lying or uh, to take the step of going to rehab and or just to even maybe stop gossiping. All of those things are a heart condition that lead us into sinful patterns. And so, um, you know, it's and I want to stop there. It is easy to say stop sinning, to stop gossiping or to stop abusing drugs or whatever that is. And so it's easy to say, stop doing that. But I I understand that sometimes there is an addiction. And so for that, I want to say, go to newvisionlife.com. We have biblical counselors. We have resources that can help you get help. And so we're not saying do this alone and stop alone, but don't do life alone. Don't sit in your sin and think that you can just never get out of it because there is a way out and Jesus is the way out, but also his people, the church, um, they want, we want to help you, um, get to a point where you can experience freedom. And so we know that there are also, you know, extra steps that that takes. And so, um, never feel alone. Um, you know, we have small groups here that can help hold you accountable but go check out our website and see um, our biblical counseling resources there. And um, 
but so just wanted to pause and say that, but picking back up, um, I want to ask you this, what do you need to walk away? What do you need to walk away from to better experience the freedom of God? What do you need to say no to? What sin area needs to be cleansed or what, what do you need to get rid of to fully experience the freedom of God? Is it stop gossiping? Um, check out our biblical counseling to work through your addictions or um, lying or the why behind the lie. Whatever that is, what is it that you need to get rid of? Think for two seconds. We're going to pause and we're going to sit in some awkwardness. And I just want you to ask God, God, what is it that we need to remove from our hearts? What do we need to remove from our lives to fully experience your freedom? Right. I want you to continue just to sit in that and maybe whenever you turn this podcast off just to sit in silence and and listen to the Lord and what, you know, to to hear what it is that he wants you to remove from your life to fully experience his freedom. So, we're going to pick back up in verse 50. Um it says salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with each other. And so whenever I read this initially, there's a lot of verses in scripture that talks about salt and the benefits of salt. And so, but before I talk about those things, the first thing that came to my head was a saltine cracker. And so if you took the salt off of a cracker, or if you, maybe you can buy it without salt, I don't know, then I wouldn't think it would be called a saltine, but you get my idea. It would be bland, a saltine without salt would be bland. So really, what would be the purpose in eating a saltine, even with chili, or when you feel nauseous, or I don't feel like there's any benefit at all. And so, you know, going back to us as believers, we should add flavor to the world. We should be the salt of the world. I don't want to be a bland, neutral believer. I want the world to know about the freedom in Christ alone. I want to join in others and make the world flavorful. I don't want this be the world to be without flavor. I don't want it to be a bland world, but I want to join in with you and our our church body and and be a part of making our community more flavorful to look a little more like Christ. And so salt, it adds flavor, like we just talked about. There's preservation with salt. Without salt, there's dehydration and fatigue. Also, bacteria cannot thrive with a lot of salt. Cutting out sin preserves and enhances flavor. And so with bacteria, which I think of sin... Um, bacteria grows when there's not a lot of salt, but when we're connected to the body of Christ, when we're in God's word, we look, we are a little more salty. We enhance the body of Christ. We preserve truth. And from that, when we're salty, we, or when we're with salt, we impact the people around us. We love the least of these. Um, you know, sin divides the church. 
you know, the more there's gossip and uh, political division and just sin that, um, whether that's addiction or whatever that is that we've talked about as far as sin goes, the more that there's sin in the body of believers, which is like the more there's bacteria, the church is divided and we look a little less like Christ. And so when we seek God daily and ask God, what is it in my life that needs to be purified? Then when we as believers ask God daily that, then we begin to look more like Christ. The church is united because we're seeking Christ we're surrounding ourselves with other church members, asking them to help us along our along the way, and to to pray with us and to be in our um, in the trenches with us. And um, you know, sin skews our decision making abilities, but when we have a Christ like mind, then we enhance the body of Christ. We preserve truth, and so um, I just want to end with two things. I want to first ask you again, what areas in your life do you need to cut out to better enhance the flavor of the world and impact the people around you? And then I want to just end by praying. And I'm going to pray the lyrics of a song that I really love. It's called Purify My Heart. And so I'm just going to to say those lyrics and I'm going to say them slowly. And maybe if you're not driving and you're at a place where you can just close your eyes for just a minute. I want you to sit in it and say, God, purify my heart, cleanse me from within and make me holy. Purify my heart, cleanse me from my sin deep within. Refiner's fire, my heart's one desire is to be holy. Set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be holy. Set apart for you, my master, ready to do your will. And so friends, I pray that today's scripture just challenges you. It challenges you to evaluate what in your life needs to be purified. And I just pray that maybe you'll just tune into this song or just sit quietly with the Lord and just have a conversation with Him and um, and just ask Him to cleanse you from deep within, cleanse you of your sin and purify your heart. It has been my honor to be with you here today and we look forward for you to joining us tomorrow. 